Bobby, what are you looking at? Dad, it's Encyclopedia Dramatica. What does this entail? It ain't really music, Dad. It's more of a Wikipedia, encyclopedia of sorts. Well, good for you, Bobby. You know, you're really expanding your mind with encyclopedia. Let me take a look at it. <gasps> Turn this off. Go to your room. Okay, I've been doing the, I've been doing like an inch King of the Hill intro every, uh, every episode since uh, we did um, Elsa Gate, and fans pretty seem to like it. So we are going to be talking about Encyclopedia Dramatica, and joining me obviously is Pliny. Who we, uh, we got Jazzy. What's up? And we got uh, Atomic. Hi. So, these guys are going to be going over stuff with me about this. And then they'll be coming up next week with the other topic that we're going to be talking about. But in the meantime, let's get started with this. So, Encyclopedia Dramatica, how did it all begin? How did that AD page get started? I feel like it was just like a bunch of autists from 4chan just came together and like, oh, we see a lot of locales on the internet. Let's just exploit them for our, uh, for our, hu for humor's sake, you know? That, that's how I feel it went. Well, here's the real story. <laughs> so, it's occasionally referred to as Wikipedia's evil twin. <laughs> uh, the site has served as a depository of articles written in the format of Wikipedia, but with content that ranged from locale narrative, according to its fan base, to downright malicious, according to its staunchest critics. Uh, from doing stuff most Edie editors find funny, Edie's most memorable content often comes from dissing or making fun of prominent internet figures, from celebrities to trolls. So, the Encyclopedia Dramatica Reddit page is an occasional alternative for individuals without an ad block because visiting the site recently has led to uncomfortable amounts of ads. Like, sometimes I go to an Encyclopedia Dramatica just to shoot the shit, like, just to see what they're saying about it, more as, like, an observer. And, yeah, I have noticed that. And plus, uh, you know, I can't really, you know, use an ad block, really, so... <laughs> because, like, I can't afford one. So, Encyclopedia Dramatica seemed to take pride in the Encyclopedia Dramatica experience... I'm putting that in quotes, because so, they uploaded a video on YouTube by a YouTuber called Rikita Law. He visited ED and got bombarded with ads that he was forced to restart his PC. Uh, this led to a Reddit user by the name of William2407 posting an archived page of ED dated May 16, 2008 that ends in .com. At that time, ED has a column named Article of the Now, and for that day, they featured a young man they called Spectre. So not too long... Oh, no, wait. Scepter. My bad. I uh, Oh, like what Like what kings use? Like they have like the thing that they hold? Yeah, pretty much. So the, articles, well, the article of the Now speech said, Not too long ago, Scepter was a junior high school student and a tension whore at the school for holding the balls of information in a vice grip. After beginning his Wikipedia career off through the creative and completely unoriginal act of vandalizing the George W. Bush page, he proceeded to edit for well over a year without actually contributing a damn thing. Naturally, he was made an admin and out of pity was given an online girlfriend, a.k.a. a clever AIM bot, written by one of the finest trolls ever to graduate CS3. 
However, during the epic Nathan R. Saga, he made the decision to voluntarily give up ops. But since then, has been he's been the whiniest, most self-important social reject on TOW, which deserves no further comment. Upon clicking the question, what is Encyclopedia Dramatica, on the save archive link, it showed the following About Us article. The purpose, down in the spirit of Ambrose Bierce's The, Evil, uh, the Devil Dictionary, Encyclopedia Dramatica's purpose is to provide a central catalog for the e-public to view parody and satire of drama, memes, e-pals, and other interesting happenings on the internet. The goal is to provide comprehensive, reference-style parody to poke fun at everyone and everything on the internet. While the articles themselves are mostly satirical jabs at internet users and phenomena, Bear in mind that the Encyclopedia Dramatica itself is a parody of a much less funny online encyclopedia. Obviously, they're referring to Wikipedia there. But as such, uh, ED articles tend to make fun of the supposed objectivity and accuracy, elitism, and stupid edit wars of such sites. In other words, expect blatant, biased lies and expect boring truths to get deleted quickly. ED's third purpose is to catalog Internet's phenomena. In this role, it's actually a fairly good reference for dramatic events and things like memes and net speak, provided you bear in mind the first two purposes and take what you learn from a girl mecca-sized grain of salt. Uh, the roots of Encyclopedia Dramatica were also preserved in the Internet Archive Wayback Machine, perhaps to serve as a comparison material to the latest version of the history behind ED to be noted later on here. So now we'll get into the history this was sparked at the... So the whole thing started after several people were denied from posting on Wikipedia. Uh, the monk here was coined by uh, 33MBZ on Jameth's journal. Uh, for those of you that don't know who Jameth is, Jameth is a live journal blogger and according to ED, part of the LJ drama circle jerk. So Encyclopedia Dramatica was cre created December 9th, 2004 by a user, uh, uh, from a user by the name of Girl Vinyl. Uh, she was impatiently awaiting the delivery of her new iBook. A user by the name of Ghetto Finger uh, talked to Girl Vinyl, and they both were outraged and amused at the ill treatment of internet celebrity Jameth by the moderators and nerds at Wikipedia. So Girl Vinyl decided it was time to present an alternative to the fascist hold that they had over information on the internets. Creation of the project was swift, and it's under constant development. On the inaugural install and first operational night of ED, a user by the name of Jeremy Jinks were added as, oh, and, oh Scarlet as well, were added as sysops. Other sysops will be added as needed. Girl Vinyl expected the need for sysops to grow quickly, given the audience and contents which were expected to flood the site as soon as Jameth posts the site on LLN, which stands for LOL's News Network. All the users were welcome to create and modify content to more accurately reflect the internets and help archive the never-ending supply of hysterical e-drama. They will continue to add articles so that ED will provide answers to questions like what the hell is a mediacrat and where are the lols? It will also introduce the world to kill hamsterian... What the hell? What does that even mean? Kill hamsterian. 
I don't know what that word is, but anyway. Just you lost me for quite a while with all these names. This just sounds like a bunch of fake backstory for the sake of having a backstory. Well, no, there's more to it though. That's not that's not even it though. There's more to it. So Girl Vinyl started her internet musings on a somewhat low-key and anonymous note as she focused on her live journal blog by posting typical fat girl angle shots. Fag girl or fan girl? Fat, fat girl, F-A-T. Oh, yeah, 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 like, oh, oh, yeah, MySpace circa 2005. So it only took a while for Girl Vinyl to realize that LiveJournal for its time was a melting pot of drama that was just ready for trolling. From then on, she realized that trolling was just as fun as eating, which led her and her crew to troll a user by the name of Mediacrat, who was a mentally unstable homosexual. The harassment led to court appearances, internet settlement checks, and most importantly, the internet's first documented lols. And of course, without documentation, a user by the name of Jameth and Hepkitten realized that this big event would eventually be forgotten. Thus, to preserve their drama, they attempted to create a Wikipedia article on him. Unfortunately, what they didn't expect was that Wikipedia was super serious about the content of their articles. So, they were definitely not smiling at those attempts to create the Mediacrat article. So, having a fascist standard for articles, the Mediacrat article was ultimately deleted. In response, Girl Vinyl, along with Ghetto Finger and the rest of the LJ drama crew, they created Encyclopedia Dramatica, a wiki which provided an alternate view to Wikipedia's fascist hold on information. So, during its birth, ED was mainly a branch of LJ drama thus completely LiveJournal-centric. Within a span of seven years, ED went from a small pet project to an internet phenomenon. So, the girl vinyl, uh, the, per- the, the woman that created this whole thing, uh, according to Gawker and Rational Wiki, uh, her real name is Gerard de Grippo. Gerard de what? <laughs> de Grippo. No, no, I, I know what it was, but it's just like, what kind of name is that? <laughs> Well, she has a website, girlvinyl.com. It still exists, but mostly has a lot of dead links. But I'm saying to anybody out there, if you think that this whole story so far is just absolute crap, um, no, it's been backed up by Gawker and Rational Wiki. But anyway, most of the photos she norm- uh, most of the photos that Girl Vinyl posted on her website are stored in the Wayback Machine. Uh, The gallery, according to ED, helped many a lonely Canadian has survived the night due to those superb pictures, yum yum. Uh, Her ED page has more instructions about proper decorum in the website than information about Girl Vinyl herself. In the paragraph titled Bad Cop, she simply told everyone that can still access the page, Asking me to unban you will probably make me block your IP from the server at the application level. That means no LJ drama, no friend night, and obviously no lols. These people are sysops. Try begging them first. But uh, they're pretty much like a systems operations. They pretty much... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't really get computer lingo. I was never into it. I'm not much of a programmer type. Oh, okay. Yeah, they pretty much run the entire website. So even if you see it, so even if you um, hosted the site and you, you're like the boss, there's usually people that work underneath you to make sure everything goes smoothly. Oh, like if you're the captain of a ship, there's got to be people in the uh, 
a, whatever the part of the ship that's like all the main engines and stuff. To just engineering. Yeah, you got to have your engineers. Yeah, just think of Star Trek and think of uh, Scotty from Star Trek. That's pretty much what Sysops are. Uh, on Girl Vinyl's uh, page still, on the paragraph from me to you, she wrote instructions to contributors. She says, Hi, I often leave comments in the talk pages of articles. If you're the main contributor to the article, just take my comments and see if you want to address them or not. In most ways, I'm a regular user like everyone else. I just write a lot in the talk pages because I'm busy and don't often have time to edit. Let me reiterate, I am really busy, so please don't take things I say to be harsh or overly critical. I am attempting to be constructive 100% of the time, except when I am tired and or cranky, which really doesn't happen that much. Tired and cranky. You know, that's, that's pretty much me if I stay up all night, which I did today. Uh, Girl Vinyl is also usually the first person to go to before, at the time when Edie's takedown was already rumored. Uh, Gawker had an article published on January 23rd, 2011, entitled The Drama with Encyclopedia Dramatica. Uh, she told Adrian Chen of Gawker, she says, I feel like someone is trolling me, saying it as if it's odd that the admin of this lull site gets trolled too. Uh, she attributed the misconception that ED is dead to a technical error, adding, I made a front-end configuration mistake. It served as an attempt to damage control mode after ED's Twitter account was shown tweeting RIP on its page. The, the latest ED article about Girl Vinyl lists her full name, Sherrard Ellen DeGrippo, a.k.a. Sherrard DeGrippo, Queen Hippo, or simply Da Hippo. Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to her full figure. So the article is described as Encyclopedia Dramatica exclusive. She's described as the erstwhile owner of O Internet and former queen of ED. She was first revered, if not worshipped, for creating the original ED, which spawned both smiles and tears from the citizens of the internet. However, this dramatically changed in April 2011 when she decided to close down ED in favor of O Internet a wiki that is detested and panned by the web, before it closed last Thursday. Uh, the article does not contain a date of publication, though, so trying to find that in the middle of closing pop-ups was tough, uh, at, least on our, at least on mine and my head writer Jing's end. So we, we couldn't find a date. Uh, but the very uh, people who helped build the wiki turned against her as her sysop sheep began blaming them for ED's fall. The once mighty queen is now a center of hatred for those who kept loyal to the lulls. Well, what was, what was so bad about it? Uh, I guess maybe she just got tired of it and wanted to do something else. You know how artists get. You know, it's like you do one piece of art, everybody praises it, and you keep on doing it, but then you're like, nah, I really want to do this other thing. And then you do that other thing, and everybody just blasts you for it. It's like, go back to doing the thing you did before. Uh, but anyway... Issues about Girl Vinyl's editorial leadership was mentioned in ED. While being a satire website, Girl Vinyl is also concerned on whether the site is going beyond and above what is acceptable in comedy. All this talk about comedy and this bio just kind of makes it sound like what bullies say when they're caught. Is, oh, we're just having fun. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really mean it. I, I think, I think uh, Edgar's a really chill dude. 
kind of like if you do a prank and nobody laughs. It's like, come on, it's a joke. Laugh. Come on. Yeah, it's, a, it's a social <laughs> experiment, guys. I'm trying to raise awareness. This was reflected in the incident that E.D. wrote in an article called The Great N-Word Side of Old E.D., Yes, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get into racism here. Uh, undated, but it seems written at a time when girl vinyl was still at the helm of ED, but losing influence. The opening paragraphs go: Sometime last Thursday, Encyclopedia.com was in some deep shit. It had publicity, bad publicity, few advertisers, and was losing money faster than Sanic. Girl vinyl realized she had to do something to save ED, but what? Well. The hippo came up with a great idea. Why don't I delete some of the most popular articles on the site? Seemed like a perfect solution to the problem, right? But that wasn't enough. Oh, no. Wrong. She forced sweet and innocent uh, a user by the name of MysteryBot to replace every, rank, every link to the N-word article with the text black person. And this is the story about how the great N-word side of the old ED came to be. Uh, E.D. summed up the problem saying, Considering black person is technically a synonym for the N-word, this could have potentially made sense grammatically for when the link to the article was actually the word, was the N-word. However, Girl Vinyl failed to take piping. Uh, piping is tech jargon that I don't know what it means, so um, anybody in the comments knows what piping means, let us know. Piping into account. Due to the prevalence of uh, people on ED piping to the N-word article at at least 100 times per page, this caused the phrase black person to be inserted in completely random places in the middle of articles, leading to a clusterfuck of nonsensical and grammatically incorrect sentences. The problem eventually affected the ED staff's efforts to transferring articles from the domain with the .com to the domain with .ch, with .es, with .se. According to the article, this means that remnants of Girl Vinyl's um, faggotry are still in every affected article. ED then explained how they found a way around it, since most articles on the current ED are exactly the same as the ones on the old ED, and providing their own link of an archived stash of ED pages complete with instructions as to how they can find their way to their favorite articles to read, or if they're ED contributors that use the N-word in the article, to edit as they see fit. Here's how they would do it. Step one, they would find an article that had black person in it, in an awkward place. Step two, go to the Wayback Machine. Step, uh, uh, step three, cut and paste. Uh, the you, uh, Cut and paste the URL of the article into the search bar and replace SE with .com. Step four, click on an archival of the page from a few years ago. Step five, find the place in the article where black person appears in the current one. And the last step, replace black person with what it says in the old article. You click your heels three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, the current roster of ED became obviously anti-girl vinyl upon reading the part of the article entitled Temporary Death of ED. It says, Despite the changes in the content of articles, the CISOP roster of ED were those who despised Chan drama in general, as Channers were all basement-dwelling nerds that spam memes in their eyes. Oh my god. Normies get out of my board re... 
Sherrod began hating ED over the years as more users joined from different websites and different personalities. In fact, she closed IRC once because of their pointless meme spam. Over time, Girl Vinyl became less active on the wiki and a bitch to her users on IRC. Around, around mid-2010, things began changing. She basically complained about being poor while uh, users by the name of Weave and Old Dirty Beatard uh, were the ones who did the thinking for ED. And around the end of 2010, she lost both of them and was left to think on her own. And what most people are unaware of is that Girl Vinyl always tries to keep things in secret. One of the most dangerous secrets was the tale of a man named Daniel Brandit, a senior citizen who doxed the SysOps and left Girl Vinyl scared shitless. The SysOp made it a rule to not talk about Daniel Brandt openly on IRC. Uh, Brandt worked with other paranoid schizophrenics and gathered info on SysOps while they blogged about it. Through this, Brandt could make demands for the ED staff in exchange for erasing his article, which cataloged his shameful internet history. Those whom he has teamed up with continue to harass Girl Vinyl's family as a way to get her to cave in, and she did. Her first attempt at deleting ED was around January of 2011. However, that plan was foiled due to a tweet and people constantly emailing her not to do it. Around April of 2011, Girl Vinyl decided to try again, this time making sure nothing would interfere with the birth of O-Internet. Oh my god. Oh my god. So I got an article from the Daily Dot uh, called Encyclopedia Dramatica's Drama-Filled Comeback. This was published on July 27, 2011. It was updated four years later. Uh, for most of America, ED might suggest those late-night TV ads targeted at those with failing powers of manhood. Uh, but when members of a devoted internet clique type ED, they mean Encyclopedia Dramatica, a radically profane and disturbing nightmare vision of Wikipedia. Encyclopedia Dramatica limits itself to cataloging internet memes and culture created and enjoyed primarily by members of aggressively obnoxious message boards, like 4chan. But that gave the wiki site plenty of material to work with, until three months ago, when its creator, Sherrod DeGrippo, took it offline and replaced it with what some ED fans consider a sanitized abomination. But now... Great justice and lulls have been restored now that ED is up, which was typed by a moderator called Meep Sheep in an IRC channel on July 22, 2011. After a three-month quest that saw supporters lodge claims of cyberstalking, get turned away by internet service providers, and even in one case get arrested. In April, DeGrippo redirected ED to a new site she created, O-Internet. Web media was quick to mourn the death of ED. Encyclopedia Germanica, gone for good, wrote the Inquisitor. ED is no more. Oh, Internet rises from the ashes, reported Gecko System. Uh, the, the ED community, however, was not ready to move on. Within days of ED's closing, members got to work pulling images and articles from pages cached by Google's search engine, and they registered the URL encyclopediagermanica.ch a Swiss domain that happened to be available. In an internet relay chat session with the Daily Dot, new site owner Garrett E. Moore said, another volunteer wrote a script to upload the cached pages, 
We were fairly complete fairly soon after the original died. So what was the months-long holdup? First, Brian Cleary, one of the original members of the ED restoration crew, was detained by Scotland Yard in conjunction with the FBI for connections to LulzSec, the hacker collective which released police and other government files online. So according to Meepsheep, a moderator, the site suffered a brief out outage on the day Cleary was arrested. That was only a minor bump in the road, as other ED members stepped in to fill Cleary's void. The real holdup, according to the ED crew, was an individual named Daniel Brandt. We are blacklisted from most major hosts, wrote Moore, because they know how shitty it is to host us. Moore, Moore claimed that Brandt organized an army of pissed-off people to file mass amounts of abuse reports and false DMCAs, or copyright complaints under the Digital Medium Copyright Act. Uh, he also accused Brandt of operating a stalker blog under the name Joseph Evers. Uh, according to Moore, DeGrippo took Edie down due to threats and harassment from Daniel Brandt. Moore said Brandt had called his fiancée at her job and attempted to get their home address. He expressed fears that Brandt will escalate to death threats, but said he hasn't filed a police report because doing so would require disclosing his home address, which he believes will end, end up getting posted on the Evers blog. What the hell was his problem with the whole site? Well, we, you know, because they were pretty much they were pretty much saying how much of a like a idiot he was, and Brandt didn't like it. Uh, in an email to Daily Dot, Brandt denied most of these claims. I do not have the password to edit the blog and do not have the password to the blog's email account. I am a researcher and advisor to the person who owns the blog. The, the, the owner, this an owner is anonymous to me, but we have been sharing research for about a year. According to Brandt, DeGrippo herself admitted that she had grown disenchanted with the community her, ver her version of ED had attracted pointing to a log of an IRC chat he posted. Brandt is known as a volatile online critic, the founder of GoogleWatch.org and WikipediaWatch.org. He protested the very existence of his own Wikipedia page in 2005, to which Wikipedia co-founder Jimmy Wales wrote in an editor and publisher article, I don't recall Brandt as a valid source about anything at all based on my interactions with him. I tried very hard to help him, and he misrepresented nearly everything about our conversation in his very strange rant. He considers the very existence of a Wikipedia article about him to be a privacy violation, despite being a public person. I find it hard to take him very seriously at all. He misrepresents everything about our procedures, claiming that we have a secret police and so on. Uh, anyway, uh, Moore said he suspects Brandt may be the reason that Encyclopedia Dramatica's PayPal donations account, through which it was raising money to buy hardware, was suspended. Brian Zager, founding moderator of ET, provided a screenshot which apparently displayed former ED staff members' as personal information posted on the Joseph Evers blog. Uh, Zager also shared Moore's view that Brandt was one of the contributing factors to Sherrod shutting down and changing over to O-Internet. When asked about the alleged harass harassment of Moore's fiance, Brandt suggested it in retaliation. It was it suggested it was retaliation. 
I didn't start the harassment of Garrett Mort's fiance. I noticed that Garrett posted contact information for me on the IRC channel. Minutes later, I started receiving new spam email and the email address he posted. The Daily Dot emailed the anonymous and unknown owner of the Joseph Evers blog. In a response, he or she said that the site was operated by a watchdog group focusing on the misdeeds of the people associated with the old and new ED. I have exchanged emails with Brant. Uh, I've also exchanged emails with other people who feel they have been abused by ED, and I've given them advice on how to deal with it. Moore insists the ED community are good people, just misunderstood, and explains the satirical and crass ED is there to make people laugh. People take themselves too seriously. They can't laugh at anything. We make fun of everything. I make fun of skinny white computer nerds, but I am one. I mean, come on, read the Kentucky article and tell me that isn't funny. Some of the content is really comedy gold. As for abusive content, Moore states he removes it when he sees it. I'm not going to leave a 14-year-old girl's address up on a page because some dipshit got mad at her and made an article. But if you dress up like a fox and wear diapers and then take pictures of it, that's fair game, sir. Yeah. Uh, Brandt has been a frequent satirical target of both the old and new Encyclopedia Dramatica. But for now, his article on the site has been deleted due to a complaint regard according to a posting by Zager. So that was the end of that article. Um, there's a video that floated around YouTube that contained article uh, audio, my bad. It contained audio of Fred Fuse and Carl reacting in a salty way against an article at ED that they thought put Sons of Kojima in a bad light. Uh, for a group known for capitalizing on uh, Darkseid Phil's infamy to be famous themselves... Uh, they don't appear to be good. a uh, good sport, as heard on the clip that was uh, uh, re-uploaded on YouTube last uh, August. Um, instead of playing audio, the uploader attached a screenshot of the ED article that featured Sons of Kojima to be viewed alongside, uh, alongside audio of Fred and Carl confronting an ED contributor named Boone. Uh, the ED page has a banner that says, If you get cyberbullied, you're a faggot and deserve it. Your stupid ass stayed on a computer and cried all night. Ha ha ha. So the page describes Sons of Kojima as screen grabbed in the video as Sons of Kojima are a group of butthurt children that consist of greed, self-glorification for popularity's sake, and pantomiming themselves, acting like elitist, fedora-tipping autists, claiming to be a <laughs> claiming to be above Dark Side Phil, his white knights, and pretty much everyone else. By the end of the day, they're a prime example of every other annoying group that thinks they're hot shit. Even worse, they prove the locale they're criticizing right. Failing as trolls, they circle jerk each other in their videos and on Twitter against a single person at times in order to achieve their ultimate glow of enlarging their e-penis. You, you can help the herd by not giving them any water. So there was a uh, so they actually uploaded like a 25 minute long recording about Fred and Carl. Uh, after SOK got exposed for their attempts at taking down the ED page in question, some commentators in Kiwi Farms ran to ED's defense. Uh, a, a user by the name of Sir James D Tech commented, "It truly is astonishing that Fred chooses not to see the hypocrisy of the way he behaves in that video towards Boone." 
and how he's throwing text under the bus for not dealing with criticism in the right way. First of all, it's a fucking Encyclopedia Dramatica page. If a group whose existence is predicated upon making fun of Phil Burnell takes itself so seriously that they corner and intimidate as somebody who dared to do something against them, that is cult-like behavior. Take your heads out of your asses, sons of Kojima. Ooh. You point and laugh at Darkseid Phil for acting oftentimes less disgusting than that video and Fred's chat leaks represent. And this was like before DSP uh, uh, jacked off on stream, right? Uh, I believe so. Uh, so these kids act like they're in the mafia or are Scientologists. Everyone was going to let you walk away from this clean, as if a person needs to escape from their clutches. The way Alfredo uses that singy-songy voice to shift from being a complete piece of shit attempting to strong-arm somebody to Hello everyone and welcome is extremely telling as to his duplicious nature. Furthermore, I find it hilarious that Fred asks, How old are you? in order to condescendingly put down Boom's actions as those of a child when Fred is the one leading seven-hour podcast and obsessing over every facet of Phil's life. Uh, I have to say that because he is at least somewhat out in the open about being an unrepentant asshole, I actually have more respect for King of Pole Byron Dunn than I do for Fred at this point. But, uh, end quote. So, not all individuals and organizations react like this when they're featured on ED. Uh, in fact, some of them find the opportunity to create content for their own wiki as response to the articles that ED makes. One site that responded as such is Rational Wiki. Uh, they started off by quoting ED in their opening paragraph. And I quote, Essentially, the Rational Wiki is an SJW regressive far-left SJW conservative pedia ripoff where SJWs and atheists go to have a circle jerk and talk about how oppressed they are and how bigoted everyone that doesn't agree with them is. These SJW faggots think they're special shit contributing immensely towards existence since they have some shitty Dawkins books on their shelf and the elite skills to run a wiki. Suffering from the aforementioned superiority complex, these Jews will extensively debunk extremely important thinkers of our times like David Ick. So, the site is so on the SJW fringe that, like the Soviets, it frequently turns itself against its own for not being on the fringe enough, thereby hastening its descent into complete irrelevance outside of a gay, black, Jewish, transgendered, feminist, Vega communists for social justice rally at Berkeley University. Uh, here are some snippets from Rational Wiki's response. Encyclopedia Dramatica is your personal army, a wiki that documents internet culture, memes, and drama for the lulls. ET documents everything it thinks is wrong with the internet and proudly does so in a style that exemplifies the very things wrong with the internet. Rational Wiki used ED's link as a reference with strong caution that they contain ads and that anyone that tried to verify through links provided her Strongly advised to proceed with caution. In reaction, uh, Rational Wiki wrote, uh, reacting to the fact that they're called social justice warriors, they wrote, In 2014 and 2015, the continued presence of channers and redditors uh, tended to give new ED editions a slightly alt-right reactionary bent. Strangely, the change doesn't seem to have affected anyone outside of ED. 
I guess anybody who isn't, uh, who's like to the right of Carl, to the right of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is an alt-right per, per person, I guess. Sometimes content found in ED is cited by writers when it comes to content that they write themselves. And not all of them have sarcasm detectors to identify which articles are real and which articles are just written for lulls. Uh, this led to alleged incidents of plagiarism, which most writers online are really sensitive to. So here's a reference. Uh, on the Reddit page, on the site, on the ED Reddit page. This was posted uh, July 15th uh, this year. So this was a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, it was entitled Bully, a study. It was uh, uh, by Reddit, a, a Reddit user by the name of Illinoisish Horror Man. <laughs> so this article is, uh, is of a publisher in 2010 that cited both Fandom Wank and ED to vilify me and then accused me of stealing manuscripts and then another used the site to harass my publisher in the era. Go after Christine Morgan because of her 99-plus counts of character theft. She enabled my work to be plagiarized, and if you want to do an article on someone, do an article on David Boyer, the, ser the serial plagiarist. Tim, Tim Leader, via his live journal, chronicled the reaction when I found out. The anthology is submitted as a historic document. Factions in the industry were quite vocal about the Boyer spree, but when they enabled the plagiarism of the pattern of diagnosis, they backpedaled and were on the defensive, claiming Robert Baupater wrote his first when I had proof of my authorship and photographed where the story appeared in my mag. This will be the publication submitted for evidence as I'm reclaiming my rightful place in history. Mocking me because I voiced murder victims and those who are crime victims in general. You're just as guilty as those who pulled the trigger in school shootings. So David Boyer, uh, see the SWFA article on him. Bully, a study is a document in the prelude to the scandal as she enabled the plagiarism of a novel. Uh, there's a Reddit user by the name of OG Lurkmore commented on Illinoisish Horror Man's post. Uh, he said, ED is not your personal army, faggot. To which Illinois Horror Man replied, Be more factual with me as what you're doing is defamation of the disabled. And then OG said, You're a fucking retarded. <laughs> Illinois said, Here's a word processor. Get yourself a home on writerscafe.org and defend your view about spreading malicious lies about someone and justify plagiarism. Then I found this where I really call her out on this too. Uh, she says, oh, for goodness sake, we're all guilty of plagiarism. We use the Bible and Paul, Peter, etc. sermons. We use Christ's sermons, don't we? You see, this is the problem with churches today. It is based on my kingdom mentally, and everyone forgot it's God the Father's kingdom, and we're mere instruments in his hands. Get a grip. That's... That statement alone outraged Illinois because he was plagiarized more than one and one of them by something awful. Something awful? Hmm. Uh -huh. Sounds, that, that, that's, um, isn't that that website that's so 2007? Yeah, pretty much. So in the same day, Illinois Horror Man posted a link of his book, Eye and Shadows, The Lies That Edie Tells. The truth is in print. Grow a spine unless you support the fan fiction of Christine Morgan. Here's what Illinois Horror Man's name was revealed. His real name is Nicolas Albert Pazzione. 
Not sure if that's his actual name or a pen name. Uh, here's what the book synopsis is. The industry didn't want this published and they're afraid of this because I raised questions. This would be the expanded and revised edition as it has a new ISBN. I like to publish now and get ISBN later and will be easy to change them out. This is the third book I wrote and published. My publishers in 2006 got bullied throughout 2007 and the anthology publishers who published me got punished too as I saw death threats for publishing issue 10 of my magazine as these are returning as well. Warning. Intense hard language and instant mind screw factor. The House of Pain, second in command. The book stemmed the anthology. Nicholas Albert Passioni delivers a library of unknown horrors and will be bringing over tabloid purposes when he has the ISBNs for it. The ISBN has been changed out and this had the book written in school years and one bonus story from my college years. Revised for historic accuracy. Dark! So, let's get into the great ED Civil War of 2018. There was a civil war going on right now? Yes. Uh, ED would eventually revert back to comic book jargon, because obviously referring to the Captain America Civil War thing. Uh, because its own article at the time at the, of the same title admitted that ED as a brand that was originally stolen from girl vinyl anyway. Ownership of the brand led to a spat that ED described as an ongoing internet sissy fight between uh, Zyger and a user by the name of C-Bean. Most of what was posted in this page and in the Brian Zager article posted in ED was corroborated in a video uploaded by a YouTuber by the name of uh, Count Dank Dankula. Well, he was the guy who was jailed in Scotland for the Nazi pug video. Yes. Uh, so here's his video. This was actually uploaded on February 18th of this year. Uh, a lot of you probably heard of ED. For those of you that haven't, it's essentially a compendium of all things that aren't mainstream internet from events and stories that you don't hear. Memes and people who have been begging off low cost to have a page dedicated to them on the site. Uh, the site itself is basically the library of Alexandria to the dark but fun side of the internet. And some, and some huge shit has just gone down involving ED. And I knew about it for a few weeks before it went public. But I wanted to sit back and wait for more information. And also wait for the drama to come to an end before I said anything in public. But I know that it's finally come to a conclusion. I'm about to speak about it publicly now and I've been dying to do so for fucking weeks. Because my god, I have never witnessed a shit show quite like this. Uh, the information that I've been given has come from ED Pages itself, some comments from staff members and also ex-staff members and some other people who themselves were involved in the drama. Now overall, most of the stories don't match up. The only things that developed between them were some minor details. So take everything that I'm about to say with a pinch of salt. But from what I've gathered so far, the vast majority of everything I'm about to tell you is true. The shit show started with Brian Zager the now ex-owner of ED. And I'm going to get me a little bit of history first to sort of explain how ED fell into his hands. The site was first created and owned by someone called Girl Vinyl. Yeah, that's actually hot and all right. Uh, she eventually grew to hate the site and felt that it had been ruined by those pesky hackers known as 4chan. 
Even though most of us would agree that this is when the website started actually getting good. She decided to shut the entire website down, make it safe for work, and rename it O Internet. It was shut down and no one liked it. The site was re-uploaded and restored by people from 4chan in what was known as Operation Restoration. Brian clearly took over as the owner of ED, and for a while, everything was peaceful in the kingdom. Until Ryan clearly got sentenced to two and a half years in jail for being a member of LulzSec. So there was a sudden power vacuum in ED and someone had to take ownership of the site. But the entire process was extremely messy because one person owned the domain, a different person owned the servers, a different person was in charge of the admin accounts, and so on and so on. So the entire process was extremely messy. But somehow, amongst all of this confusion, one person managed to consolidate all of the power and rise to the top and become the new owner of the site. And that was Brian Zager. And that was six years ago. And even to this day, no one's really 100% sure how the fuck that retards actually managed to do it. But this was the beginning of six years of some of the worst management, corruption, and autism that any website has ever had to go through. I'm going to be lessening some of the main events that happened during Zager's six-year reign of autism and buckle the fuck up because never in your life will you ever hear of a person being so fucking useless. Zager was unfathomably computer illiterate. He doesn't know how to script. He doesn't know how to code. He doesn't possess any of the basic skills that are actually required to run a fucking website. He left most of that to the admins walking under him because anytime he personally tried to do something to the site, he would end up breaking the entire fucking website. It would be the admins under him that would have to clean up his fucking mess. And many, many admins over the years just simply quit just because they could not put up with his fucking incompetence. Uh, Zager absolutely flooded ED with porno ads and ads that gave you viruses because they were the ones that paid the most money. It got to the point where it was so bad that ED was virtually unusable unless you had Adblock on. Zager got so angry with the admin of the site that he actually fired the admin and Zager was too stupid to realize that he actually needed this admin to rub the website because Zager doesn't know how to fucking do it himself. Zager then tried to do something to the website and broke it and ED was down for two months. Uh, Zager then replaced this admin with a Nazi admin. And I don't mean Nazi in the same sense as you would see Nazi mods in the sense of them very harsh and enforcing the rules. I mean the guy was a literal neo-Nazi. And this neo-Nazi admin would actually delete all of the negative ratings that people were giving to his posts. And when he finally has his admin privileges taken away from him, he started crying and threatened to commit suicide. Most pages that appear on ED about people aren't very kind, and a lot of these people would get very upset about being featured on the website. And what a lot of them would do was contact Zyger to complain about this. Zyger would then offer to take the page down in exchange for money. Zyger would then also make these exact same people moderators and admins of the website as they paid him more money. Also, if there was any ED pages up about various internet slangs and cam whores, they would simply flock with Zyger and he would delete their page. Uh, someone was able to hack the entire ED forum because Zyger changed the forum password to nword1. 
there was also one point where Zager decided just to not turn up on the website for over a fucking year. The admins were very, very happy with that, though, because it gave them the opportunity to actually run the site well. But the most retarded thing that he's ever done was an attempt to protect himself from any unwanted attention that the site may bring him. He decided to register the website under a fake name, and thinking that he was funny, he registered the name under Daniel Brandt, who is a person who fucking hates ED and has been trying for years to get ED shut down. Uh... Daniel Brandt then found out about this, simply called up the web host saying, yes, I am Daniel Brandt, and shut the fucking domain down. This, that was just a few of the absolutely stupid things that Zeiger showed in the horror during his six-year reign of autism before he was eventually ousted from the website. But before he was ousted from power, he was eventually... Uh, uh, no, but before he was ousted from power, he decided to try and attempt a few more shady things. He tried to create a clone of ED and tried to brand it as the real ED. Uh, but everyone just laughed at him and then shut him out true enough for two days. He then logged into the old ED using an old admin login that he had had and just started deleting various parts of the website before they found out and shut him down again. He also then held all of ED's social media accounts hostage because they were stolen, and Zager has control until the new admins were finally able to get the access back from him. But now we actually get to the reason why he was ousted from power. What, so what was the final nail in the coffin? What can Zager have done that finally made everyone realize what a scumbag he is and kick him off the site forever after all these years? What happened was an admin noticed something strange about Zyger's behavior on the website, and so he decided to do a lot of bad digging. And while he was digging through Zyger's stuff, he found out that not only Zyger planned to outright sell ED, he was also planning on selling all of its users' information. Who would buy this? Ugh. Don't know. Uh, but that wasn't the sole reason that he got ousted from power, because this admin also noticed something else that Zyger was doing. Something that Zyger had been doing for fucking years. Through his entire team itself, and all through it, he would absolutely pack the website with ads and try and farm money. He would then also beg for money for the website using ED social media accounts. He would also private message his own admins and random ED users begging for money. And he would usually make some up some story saying, all oh, the site's in trouble, I can't pay the server fees, I can't pay for this, if everyone could just donate money, you'll be saving the website. Ask for the website, guys, if you want to, want to save ED, donate, donate, donate. But what was all that money really being used for? Meth. I'm not joking. Zyger was a junkie. And he's been scamming people on ED for fucking years to fund his drink and drug addiction. So now he's gone from the site and for good. And good riddance. So this can now make way for admins who actually know what the fuck they're doing. And they can turn the website into something great again. Let's have a look at the few things that Zyger did in his life there. I don't really relate it to ED, but they are important to consider when you're trying to get a measure of the type of person we're actually talking about here. So Zyger got some random girl pregnant, and there's no paid child support or even seeing his fucking kid. Um, the mother of the child also has a restraining order against Zyger, and she also filed domestic abuse charges against him. 
Jesus Christ, he sounds like an asshole. Oh, the guy who's running ED turns out to be a scum. What a, why am I not surprised? So the next girlfriend that Zyger dated ended up dumping him for being a loser. And Zyger's response to this was to create pages on ED all about her and fill these pages with her nude photos and also post her nudes on revenge porn websites. And he would then also advertise her nudes using ED's official social media accounts. He also left various death threats on this girl's answering machine while at the same time begging her to take him back. And the most beautiful thing about that is I have the recordings. So, so here's what, uh, so here's what uh, the first message said. Can I talk to you? You said you don't want to talk to me and I will keep you worried up some more. All you have to do is just answer me. And I'll stop, you know, just kind of talk to me. And you you talking to me, and the more you keep this going with me, the worse going to make your way. All you have to do is just talk to me. So any business you're doing, whatever you want, whatever you want in your life, however terrible you want your life to be, just answer me. I mean, it's not like you fucked some other dude before we got back together. I mean, you're a whore anyway, right? Just make sure your whoring ends today. Yeah, I'm a nice guy, but all girls are assholes. Message number two. You can't just talk to me, all right? Like, we have to deal with us, girl. So I'm going to start going to work. Let's not leave a mess all over everyone's pages. Just call me back. You don't have to call me back, all right? Goodbye. Message three. Please call me tomorrow morning before I stalk on your work and, like, everything else. Your dad and, like, every dad's number. I am your life number. I like everyone. Please, just call me tomorrow so we can talk without... Don't make me have to call all these different numbers. Message four. Hey, can we please talk about this? You'll see a lot easier if you could just talk to me. I can't deal with being ignored. Let's just talk about this, all right? If you just give me a few minutes, like, like process what's with you. This would be a lot better for both of us. Please, 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 just, please, just, 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 just talk to me, okay? All right, I'm hanging up the phone. Bye. Message, message five. Can we talk for five minutes, please? Can we just talk? Like, please, can you just stop ignoring me and talk to me? Like, this is the main thing. Like, this is what was said last night. So please, just talk to me. Please, 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 please just answer the phone. Oh, no, it's like if it's like if, a, if you break up with a chick and you forget to block her number so that she doesn't, so that she's, like, spamming your messages. Or yeah, it's like, it's like, please talk to me, Lisa. I never hurt you. So, anyway. Uh, these events resulted in yet another restraining order for Zyger. He then started dating an old meth-addicted Korean hooker with mental disabilities. No, I'm not making that up. Uh, Zyger's current girlfriend is a cam whore who has sent him nudes to half of Edie's user base. And I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm not saying this to be nasty, but if you want to go on Zyger's Encyclopedia Dramatica article for research purposes... In there somewhere, you will find a link to a video of Zyger's girlfriend going down on a black man's South Pole. Zyger also created an image hosting website called Annenmerger, or however the fuck you pronounce it. And the site became absolutely filled with child porn, and when his admins confronted him with this, Zyger repeatedly refused to delete the website. He only eventually deleted the website when his admin team threatened to quit if he didn't. And even after he deleted the website, he made several attempts to bring it back. Luckily, all these attempts failed. 
Uh, we all remember when ED was getting sued by Jonathan Montserrat. What happened was Zyger received the DMCA notice from Montserrat's lawyer, and Zyger chose to repeatedly ignore it, even his own admins, saying, that is serious, don't ignore that. Zyger is such a fucking spastic. He decided to ignore it anyway, which obviously resulted in Montserrat's lawyer filing a lawsuit. And I even made a video to help raise legal funds to help out ED. Luckily, Zyger didn't actually get any of the money from the researcher campaign because the researcher campaign was made in the name of the lawyer. So the money raised through that did actually go to the lawyer. But all the links that get generated on ED's Twitter and also on the website uh, to PayPal accounts, stuff like that, well, they all went straight to Zyger. The case did get dismissed with prejudice and is no longer ongoing, but this case could have been fought by a strip mall lawyer. But Zyger and all of his autism decided to go for the most expensive lawyer that he can find, and he's racked up over a hundred grand in legal fees. And the really, really beautiful thing about the lawsuit and the gigantic, staggering legal fees is that it wasn't ED that was being sued by Montserrat and his lawyers. It was Brian Zager, which means that Encyclopedia Dramatica and his current staff have absolutely no legal obligation whatsoever towards these legal fees. And all of them are quite frankly uh, talks to Zyger to fuck off. And compared to what happened is completely justified. When you think about the fact that it's his fault that the lawsuit happened because he repeatedly ignored the DMCA, it's his fault for going for a stupidly overpriced lawyer, and that it's also justified in telling him to fuck off because he was stealing from them for fucking years. So now we have to ask, after this six-year reign of autism and him finally being ousted from power, where is he now? Well, after having absolutely zero income because he's no longer dealing money from the site because he got ousted from power, he couldn't afford to pay his rent and has been kept out of his apartment and is now homeless. He now spends his time wandering the streets of Massachusetts with his laptop using the free Wi-Fi and coffee shops to find people who aren't aware of what's happened and pretending to still be the site owner and begging them for money so that he can save ED, even though the money is going straight to his drink and drug problem. Oh yeah, no, like Encyclopedia Dramatica is better off without that son of a bitch. Even though he still has over a hundred grand in legal fees to pay now. Uh, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? That sounds like a really, really pathetic existence, and you would probably be thinking to yourself, there's absolutely no way that that can get worse, except it can, because he was just arrested from an arrest warrant that's been outstanding since 2005, and he's currently in prison. I realized I've sounded like I'm really being harsh on this video, but I don't care. I don't fucking care because I went out of my way to actually make a video for you to help you out. And I even fucking shield some of your sketchy donate links. But the thing that you did that was worse than that is you scammed people who who are supposed to be your fucking friends and also the users of ED by making up this fucking lying, telling them that the website that they all cared so much about, that that would be no more unless they gave you money and you went to spend on drinks and drugs. So the too long didn't read version is guy who runs ED is now going to go to prison. Yes. Wow, that's uh, drama. Fitting. So, this the the complaints against ED got really serious. It reached a point that a lawyer had to speak up about it. Uh, this, this is from an article called 
Encyclopedia Dramatica, an international hate machine depriving people of their human rights. Uh, so this is from Susan Basco, Esquire. She says, at least once a week, I am contacted by someone whose basic human rights are being trampled on by a group called Encyclopedia Dramatica. I've had several years to closely examine who and what ED is and how it works. Thus, I will share it with you. Uh, my blog tends to get readers from the international law enforcement community looking to understand new sources of crime. With this blog post, I aim to educate them too. Uh, ED has several parts. The website contains, secure, uh, contains obscenity and lewd content, lies, defamation, and attacks against people. The website is used to uphold crime, to coerce people into participating in crime, or to coerce them into silence, to punish people for speaking up against internet crime or against internet criminals, and to extort those who would dare to challenge the hate machine that is ED. Since the website gets very strong search engine optimization, it is a potent tool of hate, crime, extortion, and coercion. The website is also a place engaged in revenge porn. Revenge porn of ED is fierce and violently aggressive. It is a system, systematic attempt to destroy the lives of the victims and has been used to hold the victims in sexual slavery rather than allowing them to move on with their lives. ED is a completely non-legit, irresponsible website. If a person wishes to lodge a complaint, they're directed to a page containing shocking, horrific obscenity. E uh, the forum... Uh, it's where the perverted individuals who take part in this website, uh, crimes and defamation, go to share their friendship, such as it may be, with other like-minded people. Uh, their Twitter page, uh, one of the most active, is at e.se. This is the account run by Chris Jones from Australia. Looking at the followers for this account, one could get a clear picture of what ED is all about. There are over 6,000 followers. Most of them seem to be fake accounts. Most of the accounts are clearly some or all of these. Anti-Semitic, racist, uh, misogynist, violent, satanic, lurid, and disgusting. Uh, there are dozens of other, uh, dozens of follower accounts using the same picture in the name Die Jews Die. Another account uses a shockingly violent photo of a murdered woman. They hate, yeah. Uh, the real few followers and the ones I can identify as being real people are extremely troubled people. The ones I know are also members of groups such as Russell League, uh, the anti-Semitic hate group who ties to ISIS, the BWC, a vicious stalking group that harasses the families of young people killed in tragedies, uh, GNAA, a malicious racist hate group, the McGibney Gang, a.k.a. Bullyville, a.k.a. Via View Inc., a uh, malicious group that tried to get rich by starting websites that defamed and sexually smeared random victims from the public and then charged them hundreds of dollars in blackmail or extortion money to review uh, remove the posts. In other words, a collection of the most unsavory people from the internet. The dregs of humanity, the worst of the worst. The content of ED website reflects the character of the people involved in creating it. Uh, the people that I know of that are involved with ED are grossly dishonest, reckless liars, desperate for attention, and for group acceptance, malicious and vicious. The people that I know of that are involved in ED are the worst of the worst, the most racist, most hateful, most 
anti-Semitic, most dishonest, most malicious, most vicious, and most destructive toward their own lives and toward others. Many of them consider themselves Satanists and or Nazis, and many of them use Nazi symbolism. They often issue violent, terrifying death threats. The posting of horrifyingly violent or sexually crude shocking photos is common among them. Many of the participants in ED view themselves as security researchers, which seems to be favored self-applied misnomer used by hackers, trolls, and internet fools. One of their favorite sets of photos among the ED users, one of their favorite sets of photos among the ED users is the goatsy, uh, which are shocking, obscene close-up photos of a distended anus. A couple of years ago, the ED novices could be identified on Twitter because they would post the goatsy pictures on their Twitter accounts. It was astonishing to see young people who did not view themselves as perverse posting horribly depraved photos to identify themselves to their like-minded peer group. Uh, Twitter has since cracked down on the posting of such obscene photos. Those of us who come from the sort of background where we would have been summarily dismissed from school or from a job for being in any way associated with such a photo find it appalling that young adults who aspire to professional goals would willingly associate their reputations with such repulsive lewdness. My guess is they don't have jobs or a decent education and either have no relationships or carry on relationships only with crass people from bad backgrounds. On the website, if, they're na if you're naive enough to go to the page labeled as a place where one can complain about the site's content, you'll see a shocking display of depraved photos. I was told by the ad, one of the top admins of ED several years ago that the admins were involved in the sale of meth. I don't know if that's still the case because that was when online drug sales were taking place on the dark web. Which, by the way, that's the very first episode of the season. You can check that out. Um, that same person says he was arrested and is now acting as an informant. Uh, the point where is that there appears to be criminal activities taking place outside of the website. Whether the drug sales were or taking place, I do not know. I assume what was told to me was true. Uh, a pending international lawsuit in London uh, named Brian Zager of Beverly, Massachusetts as the owner of ED. His name is on the court papers as the assumed owner. However, Brian Zager has written to me saying he is not the owner, but that the internet user who uses the name Joseph Evers is the owner. Uh... Brian Zager's recent Reddit AMA is the owner of ED. Uh, Brian Zager's involvement with ED seems quite extensive and quite recent, according to the answers he gave on this Reddit, which is titled IMA, Owner of ED SE. Uh, if Brian Zager is not the owner of ED, then why did he hold an AMA as the owner of ED? Among other real quotes in the Reddit AMA are these. Um... I want to make this as clear as possible. I did not create ED. I was a sysop on the original domain. I was part of the team that recreated ED, and I have administered the website. When I say ED, I'm referring to both of them as a continuous website. Some people may have a problem with that, but whatever. Most people don't. Uh, there were people in the request thread that were there in the first days. I'm not trying to steal their thunder. If they want to come in and answer questions or make their own AMA, they are more than welcome. The next person who owned Encyclopedia for the first five years purposely tried to kill it, so I'm assuming she doesn't want to do it. 
uh, girl vinyl didn't want to do it anymore. She just didn't enjoy it anymore, I assume. You would have to ask her. We offered to buy the domain and the files from her, but she declined, which is her decision. I had oh no ill will against her. Uh, you have no idea how many DC DMCA requests and frivolous lawsuit emails we had every day. It was just bad. Our colos kept dropping us because of complaints. Honestly, and this is not speaking for GV, but just as someone who saw it go down on the server email, I think it was a combo of GV being tired of dealing with insane litig uh, with insane threats and the fact that we never broke even. It was a lose-lose situation. There was also tons and tons of death threats. Uh, is Joseph Evers the same person as the Twitter user at Fuxnet, who also uses the Twitter handle uh, Joseph Evers? Uh, Fuxnet is a man from the area of Cleveland, Ohio. He also uses the name Jihad. I know him to be a longtime active member of the Russell League. As of late, the Twitter account has been claiming that people state he's a Fed and argues against this. He also claims... The feds tried for three years to charge him with a crime but failed. He also is now rallying against federal undercover agent Brandon Darby, who is known for infiltrating in activist groups in Texas, as well as Darby's friend, the stunningly attractive Cassandra Rules, who was formerly involved as a media activist at protest, but who is now involved in pro-Trump activities. Uh... The website seems to have a solid, long-standing reputation as being a tool of crime and coercion. Uh, the page has been named in several federal prosecutions. One of the prosecutors in the federal case against Andrew Arnheimer mentioned E.D. in the sentencing hearing. He spoke of a man being victimized in his life, severely damaged by the revenge porn and defamation posted on E.D., and how Arnheimer had laughed at the man who was being tormented and victimized. Thus, it's safe to say that membership or participation in ED can at least be considered as a reason for getting a higher sentence for a crime, even when it's not outright being charged as a crime. Uh, there have been numerous attempts to close ED down, and at least one of those attempts is said to have resulted in the owners moving the site to a server in a different nation. Um, at this time, I'm aware of one pending international lawsuit for defamation against ED's site owners and admins, as well as at least one potent criminal complaint pending in a different location on the globe. Uh, the victims of ED truly are worldwide among the English-speaking portions of the world. Um, ED bills itself as parody, uh, but there is no parody on the site. The site is hate speech aimed like ugly racists at their target victims. Parody, by definition, must be funny. If one thinks of violent hate and obscenity that destroys the lives of victims as funny, then one must plausibly see E.D. as parody. And for such a person, all violent hate would be parody. And indeed, with these people, it is. These people find swastikas a fun ornament. They like photos of stacks of bodies of victims of the Holocaust. They have many jokes about pushing Jews into ovens. They post old photos of lynchings of black men. Every savage act of inhumanity is funny. Uh, so uh, she also says that uh, the website uses Google as a weapon. It gets good CEO or SEO, sorry, and the website ha and the website has hate writings often come up first or very early on in a Google search. Uh, they use this to threaten their victims. I will share my own experience with this. 
I am a lawyer and I was helping out a man who had gotten involved with the Russell League and subsequently was arrested. A person using the name Jamie Cochran began threatening me and then posted personal information about me on Doxbin, which was a companion criminal site to ED. Doxbin has since been closed down by federal agencies. Posting lies and misinformation about me on Doxbin was not enough for Jamie Cochran, who proudly claims online to be a troll who harasses people for the fun of it. Jamie Cochran was trying to take over leadership of the Russell League, a virulently anti-Semitic hate group with connections to ISIS. For two years, Jamie Cochran threatened me, harassed me, launched horrific anti-Semitic taunts at me, and led others in doing so. Jamie Cochran wrote that the point in harassing me and lying about me was about to make the hate group Russell League relevant. It makes sense. For a hate group to be relevant, they must be involved in hateful, deceitful behavior, right? So this was an excellent study in how people who probably consider themselves normal would so easily participate in rampant, destructive hate activities to harm others. So since the connections between Russell League and ISIS have now been publicly revealed, it appears the Russell League was meant as a recruitment activity for ISIS. Finally, Jamie Cochran, after failing to get me to, uh, a, to surrender to the violent anti-Semitic behavior of Russell League, wrote up and posted an ED page about me. Nothing but lies and filth and obscenity and more lies. This is exactly as is done to each of the victims of ED. Then the other users of ED, each of them as conscious-less the, as the next, add more lies, more obscene Photoshop pictures, more defamation, and this is what is done to each of the victims. Uh, I have been contacted by quite a few of the victims. The ones that contact me are, as you might expect, good, decent people. It is the contrast between their goodness and the badness of those involved in ED that causes the bad ones to want to attack them. Instead of enjoying uh, things such as intelligence, education, goodness, kindness, the people involved in ED are involved in hate of all sorts. Hate against women, Jews, Christians, intelligent people, productive people, blacks and other racial minorities, activists, peaceful people, life itself. And they attack all those forms of goodness and try to superimpose their own hate upon it. The site is a cesspool of violent hate. Wow. I can see why she would say that, but like her premise is based on like some sort of the fa based on some sort of thing, you know. Uh, this weekend, I uh, she says I personally experienced the perfect example of this. This is firsthand, first person, as I am the victim. A man named Stephen Hadelstand of Lauderdale Lakes, Florida, USA engaged in the rampant creation of defamation against many people and groups. Stephen Hadelstan goes by the name Zilio High, an iron troll. He makes up tons of lies and mockery and hate about lots and lots of people and organizations. He photoshops pictures of his victims' faces into lurid, mocking, sickening pictures. In other words, Stephen is a liar and a one-man hate machine. The garbage he creates is posted on his own perverse websites and is also used by like-minded haters and liars on their own sites and Twitters. One might say Stephen is a content creator for defamation websites. 
I put in several complaints to Blogger about the hateful, deceitful, harassing content that Steven, Chris Jones, and ED were all based on a blog post I made that showed photos taken by Google Maps that showed a homeless tent community under an overpass in Los Angeles. These demented individuals then made up tons of lies and attacks that this blog post meant I hate the homeless. Nowhere on this blog post is any such thing said or implied. The hate for the homeless comes only from the minds and hearts of Steve, Chris, and Edie. They are so fearful and hateful that they must project their own hate and fear of the homeless onto me. This deceitful material posted by Steve allegedly about me hating the homeless was horrendously abusive upon first glance, so I suppose Blogger removed it immediately. This put Steven into a fury and he began to tweet lies and links to several known haters, including the aforementioned admin at ED. This is a practice I've seen numerous times when harassing criminal-minded person wants to stalk others. They will call upon ED to assist them in spreading lies about the victim. That ED admin then posted a series of lies on their Twitter page, which is run by Chris. The lies told by both Steve and Chris were that I hate homeless people, had done something to harm homeless people, etc. Of course, there is absolutely nothing at all like this in the blog post that was the subject of their lies against me. If I hated the homeless, why would I be calling attention to their plight? This was simply an occasion for Steve, Chris, and the people of ED to spew more of their hate on me as well as at the homeless. And of course, anyone that knows me knows I have a decades-long history of bringing food, blankets, and other items to the homeless, and even inviting homeless people in to share my housing. Anyone that knows me knows I have been known to actually chase people down the street to give them $10 to buy food if they look like they need it. Anyone that knows me knows that if a person who looks hungry asks me for a dollar, I give them five. Anyone that knows me knows I am the one that jumps up on the bus when someone cannot pay their fare and says, I will click them through my fare card. And anyone who knows me knows I can barely afford to do these things. I do not write these things to brag or to build myself up, but to show the astonishing uh, dishonesty of both Steve and Chris. Caring for others is a deeply ingrained part of my lifelong habit, so to read the baseless lies of these two bad men was really bothersome. These two bad men were projecting their hate of the homeless onto me, a place where it most certainly does not belong. It is their hate as part of a hate network on the internet, and they play it out on their victims. If they could so blatantly and shockingly lie about me to harm me, they could lie to harm anyone, and they do. All day, every day. That's how I feel with the words hate, harassment, and all that shit coming from this article on its own. Yeah, not, to, not actually question. She said she was a lawyer, right? Yes. And yet she can't afford that. Are don't aren't lawyers like really well paid? Well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what like firm you're in. Like, if she's running her own firm, I mean, she might be you know you know struggling to keep the lights on. I'm not totally sure. I don't know this. I don't know this woman's financial situation. Uh, she keeps going. She's like, as most people know, I have expended a huge amount of time, effort, and money to help individuals with autism who have run afoul of the law. Uh, the person who made up lies about me hating autistic people was projecting her own hate of them onto me. She made up words and pretended they were my words. 
Others involved in the internet network of lies and hate then fed on the words, and that included people from all the well-known hate networks, including ED, Russell League, the McGidney Gang, and some disturbed individuals. The exact same thing was happening yesterday as the malicious haters who follow ED were repeating his lies and embellishing upon them. His tweets were retweeted many times, though to be honest, most of the followers and most of the retweeters are all fake accounts. I'd rather have one genuinely good, intelligent person like one of my tweets than have 15 haters and fools and fake accounts retweeted. Anyone of any amount of intelligence can easily see that the things being written by Steve and ED and other liars simply is not true. But most people do not even bother to take the time and simply repeat lies they read. Also, the copious use of Photoshop by hate, machine, hate machines such as Steven, ED, the McGinney Gang, Russell League, and other systematically deceitful people makes it nearly impossible to tell what is fact and what is fiction. It could be argued that no decent human would read anything written by any of the hate machines, but Google is their weapon. People Google and land on garbage created by one of these intentionally deceitful people whose intention is to create defamation and put it into target circulation via Google search. A person's reputation is a basic human right. To have bad people routinely lying and defaming others for fun is shocking. This is, the, this is the basic downfall of civilization. You can go on ED and see who is participating in writing the lies about the victims. You can even read the forum filled with hate speech towards the victims. When I have spoken with victims, they are always someone who is trying to escape the abuse or sexual or criminal coercion by the person who uses ED as a weapon. I know the exact same has happened to me. Wow. And to think that no wonder she's a well, she's a lawyer with all that SJW hockey talk. No wonder, eh? I don't know. It's I don't know if it's really SJW stuff. And a lot of people, just like normal people, would probably say that as well. Yeah, I don't really. I don't think this is really coming from a social justice standpoint. I think she's just appalled. Doesn't seem well. I, like I've I've heard it so many times from SJWs that. Uh, I just, I, I just kind of get uneasy when I hear those words, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like, those words have a reputation in my mind, so. What, SJW? No, 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 the, no, hate speech and like, oh, uh, you know, hate and all that sort of stuff, you know? Well, I mean, th it all depends on where it's coming from. You know? There are random strangers who will just say those kind of things to me, and it just shows that, wow, you can't, you can't even, I want... I want, this is why I escaped to the internet, to avoid this kind of stuff. And with, and with a situation like this, I mean, you know, obviously she's going after, like, the, I mean, at least with this, this lawyer, I mean, I mean, she's really, um, you know, going through, like, the worst experiences. And while those might, I mean, in some people's minds, a lot of people that don't really understand the internet all that much would take a look at this and say, why isn't this down already? Um... Seems to happen a lot whenever some kind of internet or video game based crime or problem comes up. It's a very, for lack of a better term, a very how do you do fellow kids? How it's a bunch of old people who don't know the modern or contemporary technology that they won't know what the online sarcasm is. They don't know how to blur. Uh, they don't know how to draw the line. 
So, uh, so th this lawyer, she actually has a case study uh, here. Uh, she, and again, involving her own personal experience. She says, a few years ago, I was attacked online by a longtime serial defamation artist, uh, a person who goes by the name of Liz Bits, or Liz Ditz, uh, who created the ugly fantasy that I hated people with autism. In reality, I have spent a huge amount of my time and professional resources assisting those with autism who have run afoul of the law. At the time I was attacked, I did not realize that this Liz Ditz person was a serial defamation artist and only found out a bit later when I found other victims against whom she conducted a defamation smear campaign by email for six years. Yes, six long years of a targeted defamation smear campaign. That defamation campaign was aimed at a, pro a professional disaster recovery group. That was a group located in Canada that went to the scene of disasters worldwide such as earthquakes to engage in the harsh task of digging through the rubble to free the living and to recover the bodies of the dead. In that smear campaign, Liz Ditz posed herself as somehow having more information about disaster recovery than the dedicated, hardworking people who actually had done that work professionally for decades. She, who had never been involved in any way in disaster recovery, posed herself as an expert authority in that field. By her extreme, hardcore, relentless smear campaign that she conducted for over six years, she was able to affect the funding of the group such that they were no longer able to work in disaster recovery missions. What happened exactly was this. A man from Canada ran a disaster recovery group that has, has existed on donations. When there was a disaster anywhere in the world that involved collapsed buildings, his group went to the scene and dug in the rubble to free those who were trapped but alive and to dig out the bodies of those who had died. After decades of doing this sort of work, the man had noticed that the people he found alive in the rubble were often in similar situations, where they were in a space that was triangle-shaped, where with one side of the triangle being a strong object that provided protection. So the person was not crushed, and that provided a pocket of air to breathe, even beneath all the rubble. He called this life-saving phenomenon the triangle of life. He presented his findings to the public. His findings were based on first-hand observation at many disasters over many years worldwide. Then Liz Ditz, who is not known to have any credentials whatsoever in recovery operations, nor any credentials in building, engineering, architecture, design, medicine, EMT, or first responder science, decided she knew better about disaster recovery than the experts and launched upon a massive, hateful six-year smear campaign against the man and his findings. At the time, the main method for such a smear campaign was chain emails that were sent to one person with the request that the person forward it to those on those contact lists. Mindless people were known to forward such tripe. I received it, read it, and easily saw the email for the smear campaign that it was. The massive smear campaign destroyed the man's organization, which is what Liz Ditz meant for her smear campaign to do. An even sadder part is that a valuable observation made by a person with hands-on experience was discredited and mocked by a person with no experience or credentials. In the Liz Ditz defamation campaign against me saying I hate autistic people, she spread her lies around and they were also spread by ED and by several severely disturbed individuals. Ditz also augmented her defamation campaign with a flurry of 
fake Twitter profiles and fake Facebook personas. In reality, I have spent a huge amount of effort building those with autism who have run afoul of the law. The parents of the people I have assisted have seen Liz Ditz's lies online, and they do comment to me about them, wondering why she's allowed to spread her lies and hate on the internet. Several times when we have needed people from the autism community to come and testify or to assist, they have refused, fearful that they would also be attacked and defamed, that their actions would be twisted and lied about by Liz Ditz or other disturbed people, and that their reputations would be harmed. They do not want to face harassment campaigns. The news of Liz Ditz and her hateful machine had spread throughout the autism community, and everyone was fearful. Thus, people who are so desperately needing someone to testify or to act as a court liaison on their behalf have gone without that crucial help. This seems to be the point of defamation smear campaigns against those of us actually doing the hard work of helping others in difficult situations to harm or stop our hard work, and to prevent those needing assistance from getting any help. I do not understand the motivation, but it seems to be a diabolical need to keep others from doing good works. Will people read the actual blog post I created and see that I have tried to call attention to the plight of those who live on the streets? Or will they merely read the hate-filled lies told by Steve, Chris, and fail to go to the source? Will they see that a major smear campaign was conducted against me for doing good, conducted by Stephen and Chris and the members and followers of ED? Will people be afraid to speak out to help the homeless because they have watched me being shockingly defamed, lied about, tormented, and taunted for doing so? These are all real cause and effect situations. I have brought blankets and food and opened my door to the homeless. Will others refuse to help because a smear campaign will ensue? Hate causes an aura of fear. How many will read the hateful lies about me on ED and think, I better not help. I'm not strong enough to face all that hate like she has. I don't want to be lied about and publicly taunted. And why should such a hate campaign be accepted as the just rewards for those of us who stick out our necks to help those in need? She does bring up a good question because there are people who have definitely had a hard time in life and yet... Whenever I try to defend them, I don't go full white knight on them, as some internet dwellers will call it, but even when I'm just trying to be polite, people will tear me a new one. And it's, uh, Of course, there will be people who will say, oh, you just got to man up if you, can't, if you can't handle the heat or something like that. Uh, if, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's the phrase. There's, there's a limit, though. It's just... It, it irks me that when you're trying to be polite and you're just trying to look out for someone it's like at school where i was trying to stick up for this one kid who kept getting bullied but then i just got thrown into it that's not fair where's and if and and before you say life's not fair i can't just go up and beat the guy up that's not going to solve anything yeah because then you'd be worse than he is i can't imagine life without it and it has led to many great things because I've met quite a few celebrities and really nice people because of it. But because of that, I've also met people who I do not want to associate with ever again. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the Chinese philosophy, yin and yang. Wherever there's the yin, there's the yang. Wherever there's the yang, there's the yin. So I mean, you're always gonna get like you're always gonna get sites like ED. You're always gonna get the dark web. You're always 
going to have these places. But I do think that eventually the yang is going to eventually dissipate to a very, very small um, minority to the point where, you know, it's barely even mentioned. You know, it, it can happen. You just can't get rid of it entirely, but you can get... But you can always shorten it, though. New regulations or rules to help shorten it, as you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, over time, I mean, one of the one of our other co-hosts just sent me, like, a YouTube video to a TED's talk about Elsagate. And the fact that they're actually bringing that up in a TED talk, which is one of the most... Um, Talk, like one of the biggest uh, biggest events in the in of the entire year where it's just people just like having these major conversations about the future I mean that's huge so the fact that we may have a TED talk conversation about ED and all this stuff that we've gone over can be a thing it's just people got to be noticeable about it and somebody's got to be aware of it yeah hopefully we come at an age where politicians are just or any adults that's not a, a millennial will understand internet things and they won't come off as hello hello fellow kids. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I mean think about it. I mean it's it's gone to a point now where um you know millennials are now getting into the chance to vote and a lot of them are now starting to become politicians themselves and obviously their philosophies are going to be way different than the philosophies of uh, people that are currently in power now. I mean, the whole slate is changing. I mean, we're going for it. We're moving away from one generation to now to another. So I think I heard something that said like Gen Z is going to be like the most conservative generation since World War II or some shit like that. That's it. I, I, th I thought it was going to be the opposite, but yeah, no, well, it, yeah, it's, I mean, you have the Parkland kids, but that's just like an outset of the community. Most Gen Zs I talk about are very apolitical, or they just they just don't like um, you know establishment politics. They swing either which way. They're either Bernie Sanders types or Trump types. part more because that seemed to be a problem in the U.S. where most people just don't want to be associated uh, with politics whatsoever, which I can respect. But yeah, it may be. It it may be, it may be like, it may be like a a, a definition change because you know, you know, philo you know, political affiliations and philosophies always change within the within the centuries. I mean, it's not. I mean, conservatism and liberalism is not the same as it was a hundred years ago. You know, in, in fact, like they they've switched parties so many times. In fact, many other parties have been killed. So, I mean, the idea of parties might die. It might just be like one person's philosophy of how they want things done. Yeah, George Washington was unaffiliated with any party. The Founding Fathers did not want political parties to ruin the, the Republic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we might actually, I mean, I don't know. And, and with that point, with that said, they might go into, uh, they might be looking into stuff like ED from that point of view. It's like, okay... We've seen, I mean, people that have grown up with this will probably, like, be doing speeches like, I've seen how the internet has been treated and all that stuff, and we need to not, you know, not take it, you know, not infringe on the, the freedoms of the internet, but, you know, just regulate it in a way. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10, 20 years. I'm not an expert, and I don't claim to be. But that's going to do it for our episode on Encyclopedia Dramatica. It was a lot.
lot and I barely said anything because I really don't want to insult people and I'm afraid that I'm going to become that old man who doesn't know jack about these kind of things because I avoid them as I said why yes you're the non-confrontational type are you Jazzy not really unless I know I have the evidence to back it up but I don't because as I said, I'm kind of glad that when it comes to all of these internet infamous people, I don't know them. So it's all you, you. Some might say it was a rock. I'm living on a rock, but it's a rock worth living under. So you won't have to realize, oh dear God, this is the worst of humanity. Or I'm so glad I'm not this person. But I know a few people who have pages on ED. And to which I'm thinking, to uh, the people who comment saying, are you really getting your facts from ED? Unfortunately, yes, because even though they are trolls, they're kind of telling the truth more than the people the articles are actually focused on to begin with, which is so ironic. Yeah. And I don't think people, I think there's comment, there's people on the internet that just really don't, don't like the website and don't like it that we reference the website, but... There are some, I mean, we've, I mean, I've used it for Mr. Enter. I've used it for Andrew Dobson. I mean, those were some of our more uh, talked about episodes more than anything. I mean, people just. The reason why I'm not very confrontational, especially on this podcast, is if any, if any of these people know who I am, they have hundreds and thousands of more fans and subscribers than I do, and they could easily turn their attention to me, and I don't want to handle that. I mean, yeah, I may it's like, make a sarcastic comment or quiff here and there, but I don't want to bully people because yeah. as the kid who was bullied for several reasons that I don't want to get into, I just thought, yeah, fighting back is not going to do you any good. Personally... You can be a, a smartass about it. That's what I kind of became. But, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I prefer to be the snarky, like, confrontational type of person who just, like, who just like shoots the shit? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Joe. I do. I really don't want to be known as some kind of roast comedian. I I don't have the knowledge to do that, and I don't have the heart to constantly peg people down. And and I can re and I can respect that. You know, the good props to you, man. Yeah, like for me personally, like this episode ended up being a lot more real than I thought it was gonna be. Um, so, and I don't really, I, I would like to be snarky and shit like that, you know, um, and be kind of confrontational, but I won't do it unless it's kind of warranted, and if I have all the facts, pretty much, I'm not just gonna go and start something for the sake of starting something, just because I don't like, you know, something that the person did or whatever. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I mean, I am, this is basically just like an information of knowledge, or, or, like, you know, things that have happened. I mean, I'm not really going after these people at all whatsoever. But, you know, there is intrigue, and then people want to know more about it. I mean, it's like a history thing. I mean, you can't, you know, we don't really, I, I'm not really trying to enforce anything on anybody. I'm just, like, saying it's more of a, it's more of opinion what I say usually after an episode. But, you know, it's not like I'm going out of my way to say, hey, these people are stupid or whatever like that. You know, I've never said that once in this season, um, and I don't intend to, so. One thing that concerns me is when we do laugh or gasp 
or to criticize when someone does these sort of bad things, even though they are bringing it onto themselves. I'm worried that that comes off as, oh, you are so stupid or something like that. So next time around, these guys will be coming back next week. Uh, we'll be talking about Rain First. What fun it'll be. Uh, yeah, so guys, next time around we'll do that, and uh, we have all the links in the description box for anyone listening on YouTube and on our podcasting platforms as well. Check those out. Uh, don't forget to uh, rate and review this on any of the podcasting platforms. Rate it five stars. Tell us what you think of the show. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys next week with another Legends of the Internet episode. Until then, farewell, everybody. Bye. Bye.